0: Blog Talk Radio. we welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Thank you for joining us this evening. We just opened the show to the tunes of the very talented musician Ronnie Guyton. Ronnie Guyton. So good is the title of the very uplifting song. Many thanks to Sayla Ross for keeping us connected. This national radio show caters to everyone. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton, brings an array of topics and exclusive guests to the table. You know, we do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and influence lives in a game-changing and moving manner. We certainly offer relevant conversation to our national listening audience. Stay connected with this family show and share us with everyone you happen to know. We are doing very well, and as always, I continue to cherish your commitment to tuning in to this family radio talk show weekly. I love it, and I love you. And I also just really adore hearing from our loyal listeners from everywhere. Listen in right now to hear from a few of our dynamic listeners. Hi, it's Phyllis Joseph, owner and operator of Faith Build Fitness. We can be reached on Facebook page, simply searching Coach
1: Phyllis Joseph. And I'm listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Hi, this is Triana Thornton, youth motivational speaker and author of the book, Get Them to Buy Into You. You can check out my website at wwwt scom And at this present time, I'm listening
0: to Let's Talk America with host Twin, the author of "Make Sure Your Love Is Bigger Than Your Wedding," and Label Girl, who are you wearing? And you can connect with me on Facebook at Twin Author. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in weekly. We are so grateful and appreciative to have you on board with us. Stay connected, as always. Do you want to get on the air to share your thoughts about this show? Do you have relevant community news you want to share with a national listening audience? The show is popular, and to share your news, it's simple and free. That's right, it's free. Simply email the radio show at Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. One email takes care of everything. And as always, I want to quickly mention, please connect with us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're on there, so simply find us by searching Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Remember on Instagram to submit your fun photos for our wall of fame for Let's Talk America radio show. We would love to hear from you. You're on social media sites, so so are we so we can stay connected. Okay, tonight we have a very serious and relevant topic. We will be discussing childhood asthma. Childhood asthma, this is a serious medical condition that affects a lot of children, and I'm eager to learn more about it myself, and hopefully you are too. You know, the research tells us that asthma is a chronic disease that affects the airways in the lungs. Asthma is a serious health and economic concern right here in the United States, and it's quite expensive. Asthma costs the United States $53 billion each year. The average yearly cost of care for a child with asthma was around $1,100 in 2009. In 2008, asthma caused over 10 million kids to miss school. One in 11 children have asthma, while one in 12 adults have it. Childhood asthma is the topic. Our featured guest this evening is a medical doctor who has dedicated a great deal of time to the chronic illness. Dr. Dengon Baruti is our featured guest and will share some very pertinent information with us tonight. Stay with us. No one will want to miss this serious and very relevant show. Connect with all of your family and friends right now and tell them that we have great music and groundbreaking conversations that will influence their lives. Tune in now. As always, our 30-minute show is jam-packed, so let's keep pushing. Right now, we will go over our words of inspiration for tonight's show. Tonight, we have this famous and brilliant writer, Langston Hughes. Langston Hughes, the late great writer from the Harlem Renaissance period, who once said, Hold fast to your dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken, winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to your dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken and winged bird that cannot fly. Awesome. Live like you love it. Dream like you owe it to yourself. Enjoy this life and make the most of it. Let us live to the fullest by learning. Childhood asthma is a hot topic tonight on Let's Talk America. Let's bring in our featured guest. Dr. Dangan Baruti is a popular board-certified family practice physician currently practicing medicine in the Atlanta metropolitan area. He has a passion to treat conditions such as childhood asthma. He believes that there is nothing more sacred and intricate than the human body. From its breathtaking capacity to heal itself repeatedly for 90 years to its frailty to the presence of disease, Dr. Baruti considers the human body to be amazing. He is honored and privileged to devote his lifetime to care and study human conditions, both in sickness and in health. Listeners of Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton, please help me welcome this evening the one and only Dr. Baruti. How are you, sir?
1: Oh, I'm pretty good, Sana. How are you? How are you?
0: Awesome, awesome, and very eager to learn more about childhood asthma and its impact on uh, so many of our loved ones in our lives, Dr. Baruti. I don't want to waste much more time. Childhood asthma is quite common, as you know, uh, more than I do, certainly. Please define asthma for our listeners.
1: Well, Shana, um, asthma, asthma is, first of all, the, the most common chronic disease of childhood. Okay. Um. It, uh, it is uh, characterized by by, by wheezing and coughing. But what asthma is defined um, is chronic inflammation or swelling um, of the uh, the air tubes. Um, in addition to the swelling. Um, there is a, a, a muscular layer around each of the air tubes that, that we breathe through okay. um, where the muscle layer constricts and makes the hole that the air sh- uh, should travel through, yes. makes that hole very, very narrow. So that the child can't, can't really breathe well um, wow. out of in, in their lungs. So it's inflammation. And muscular constriction hmm. that, that, that's what asthma is
0: okay, and what are the symptoms? I know you mentioned coughing and wheezing. Does that pretty much define what a parent should look for in their child
1: Well, well yes well I would say yes and no. I mean we all um, we, we know about wheezing as, as the, the, the classic symptom for asthma, but there there are some asthma variants where where a child would um, would cough and um, and usually the cough is, is a nighttime cough, and okay. there is usually no, no wheezing with that. Okay. Of course, that's the, the, the more rare presentation. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but wheezing um, uh, with, with, with exercise or, or in, in the, the nighttime cold um, is usually more characteristic of asthma. But it's important to remember that you don't have to have wheezing in okay. order to have asthma. You can have just a nighttime cough as well.
0: I see. And certainly a physician like yourself and other doctors or pediatricians would be able to diagnose it from a typical office visit by checking the breathing. Is that fair to say? Well, no. A, a common mistake Shana, um where uh,
1: uh, to diagnose asthma uh, uh, you would need what's called a pulmonary function test okay. and that's just a special breathing test where where the uh, the, the child would go to uh, either an asthma clinic or, or a, a pulmonologist yeah. like a lung doctor's office and and breathe into a, a device called a spirometer okay and um, uh, we, we we make a graph of the child's breathing Breathing, and then give them an albuterol treatment and then repeat the, 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 the testing again. And we look for change in the breathing loops, and that's how you diagnose asthma. Okay. Uh, now, so of course, the, the child has to be older than, than than usually five years old in order to to uh, cooperate with the test. Okay. So if a child is younger than five, we don't assign uh, that label of asthma to the child. Um, instead, we, we we use a term reactive airways disease, or RAD. Okay yeah
0: oh wow, interesting so and in all fairness, most official diagnosis of asthma will come you're saying a little uh, midway through early childhood around five years old
1: that That's right okay. you know they just have to be old enough to to, um, um, to to participate with pulmonary function tests and and it's important that 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 parents not not accept the diagnosis of asthma in okay. a three-year-old or, or a four-year-old um, because that can have implications with the insurance.
0: Okay. And and uh,
1: uh, I mean as, as far as, as higher premiums, you know, and okay. uh, it, it, it's considered a chronic illness. So so health insurance companies, although they are prohibited now from denying uh, coverage uh, for pre-existing illness, um, uh, they are, are are prone to to uh, to, to expect higher premiums if a child already has a chronic illness.
0: I see. Now, I, I'm asking this as a mother, um, as an aunt and a godmother, you know, um, it's when they're small, when they're babies, six, seven-month-old, and or even when they're young toddlers, you know, often uh, they're diagnosed with different uh, conditions, uh, bronchitis, bronchiolitis, whatever there may be. Is there a, a possibility that as children um, age, is are very young, early in, that the lungs are sort of growing and adapting to the environment, or is that thinking erroneous? But, no,
1: no, absolutely no. That, that, that's that's a very good way to think of this. Um, uh, first, you know, if you have a, a young child, six, seven months, um, you know, you don't think in terms of asthma. Like I said, you think in terms of RAD. Okay. Um but a child can have a cold or, or an infection in their lungs, like a viral infection, which is uh, more common than bacterial infections, and simply um, seem like they have asthma. Okay. But, it's, of course, it's not asthma, yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh, at, at that young age, uh, you, you really you don't have a tool uh, to, to find out. So, um the treatment may be the same as an older child who has the diagnosis of asthma um, but um, but yes, as the child grows up and and they, and they encounter viruses either in daycare you know they, they're going to have, have have colds and bronchiolitis um it's important that that we not look to put a, a label on them. No at such a young age in
0: life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good Good advice. And you often hear pediatricians say the same thing, be weary of labeling them so early. That's right. That's Good advice. Right. Now, Dr. Baruti, is there a certain segment of kids or youth groups who are more at risk for childhood asthma?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, for 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 some reason, first, uh, uh, there is a, an increase, uh, an increasing prevalence or incidence of asthma, and for reasons that you know we just don't know. Um, uh, but uh, 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 children in all age groups um, are equally affected. However, it seems that um, that inner city children, um, and um, you know there is an overrepresentation of, of minorities in that okay. category. Um, they seem to have it the worst. Okay. Um, yes, and so and when you look at all minority groups, African American females okay um they 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 could hit the hardest and when when you look at uh when you ask questions such as well, well who are the worst sufferers um which group um have the uh, has the, the, the most the most asthma deaths yeah um, you'll see minority children in inner cities
0: uh-huh. um
1: and so a uh, part of that is, is poor access to care and, okay and uh, prevention okay but, uh, yes
0: it. it as such that exists for other medical conditions when you see absolutely. the rates of prevention and whatnot. That's very nice good, enough. very good. You know, are there environmental factors that can trigger asthma?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, so we, 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 we talk in terms of triggers, um, and we, we teach um, patients and families and uh, parents to to identify their child's triggers. Uh, and uh, there are some common triggers like, uh, like cold weather, um, okay. exercise, um, uh, outbursts of, of emotions, okay. um, then um, dust mites, fomites, okay. um, pets. Um, a, a big one, a big trigger, a common trigger is cigarette smoking. Yes. And, and, and I'm talking about secondhand cigarette smoke where you, you, you have um, children with asthma and the parents smoke. Wow. Um, you, you 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 think that you know? In, in, in today's time, we we, we know enough to to impress upon the parents. Yes. Listen, you cannot smoke, and when you have a child with, with asthma, you know, among the other reasons why you shouldn't smoke. But um, th- that that remains a problem where you know we we have the the, the worst asthma sufferers um, still have parents who smoke. Yeah. You know. Um, and so, uh, another common trigger, uh, Shana, uh, are simple viral infections, colds.
0: Okay. You
1: know, so, uh, an asthmatic child um, will have a, a, a tougher time kicking a cold than a child without asthma.
0: Interesting.
1: You know? So, yeah. So, so these are the common triggers.
0: Okay. And just for parents to watch out for, and again, just to emphasize, you know, really put forth a great effort to stop. Smoking. It's not just the harm to the smoker themselves, but what you just uh, so eloquently stated, secondhand smoke can actually trigger asthma in the children that are around yep. smokers. Yes,
1: absolutely. And, you know, one, one, one common response that I get from parents when, when I'm evaluating their, their child with asthma in the clinic is that um, uh, they don't smoke around their, their child, their yes. asthmatic child. Um, uh but but my response to them is well when when you smoke um the um the the uh, the,
0: the smell of cigarettes and, yes. and the fumes actually get into your hair and your Absolutely.
1: You go in and pick up little Johnny or Susie. Um, they are exposed to your secondhand smoke yes. that, that is now on your person.
0: Mm. So, Good information. Oh, Good yeah. information to be utilized for our national listening audience. Dr. Baruti, what's the real physical danger? or consequence of untreated asthma. So you've so eloquently described to us what asthma looks like, but, you know, there may be, unfortunately, guardians or parents who may not be very attentive, who may not be equipped with the education or the knowledge to say, I need to follow up, take my child to the doctor. What happens when it's ignored?
1: Well, well the, the most extreme consequence is death. And uh, and every year in in the U.S. we we have about 4,000 asthma deaths. So this means um, uh, people uh, with asthma, I mean adults and children, um, they have an asthma attack and they simply cannot um, get enough oxygen uh, into their blood through their lungs, so they pass out and die.
0: Mm, So
1: that's about 4,000 people a year. the, uh, the, the, the interesting um, thing about asthma death is that no one, not one person out of the 4,000 per year, um, has to die of asthma because it's yeah. such a preventable disease. You, you, you have um, um, a nationwide organizations um, in all 50 states who have started um, campaigns to to push this one fact, that not one person, not one child has to die of asthma, yes. not in today's time.
0: Yes. Hmm. We've come so far, and let's truly utilize and take advantage of all of the medical innovations that we have. You know, I want to move into uh, the remedies and solutions of asthma right now. You know, what's currently available to treat childhood asthma? Well, um we actually have very good treatment for for
1: childhood asthma um, the the most powerful treatment or effective treatment would be inhaled cortical steroids okay. now, now when when you use the word steroid um, that 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 usually uh, freaks people out yes, you know yes. um, um, but uh, it's important to to understand the differences between um, uh, medically useful steroids um, uh, and how they are taken, uh, for example, uh, um, uh, you can have have, uh, have a person who has a condition that requires them to take a steroid by putting a pill in their mouth, and yes, that does have um, – those types of steroids are systemic. They have, have side effects. Okay. You can also have a person who needs a steroid um, – to be injected into their skin or muscle, okay? Mm, okay. Those are considered systemic steroids. Yes. But when, when you inhale a steroid, you, you don't have all of the systemic side effects that you would have if you, if you took a pill or a shot. Okay. And so the good news is that you can decrease the number of asthma attacks in children Simply by having them inhale a, a a steroid on a daily basis. Wow, interesting. Um, and now, of course, when when when, when they inhale the, the steroid, it is advisable for them to rinse out their mouth because it is a steroid. Um, but that is the most effective tool that we have to fight against um, pediatric asthma is simply educating the parents um, by having them use their steroid on a daily basis. Yes. Uh, and, and, and this is different from using your rescue inhaler, which is um, usually um, some form of, of albuterol. Uh, you know, it goes by several names, Proventil, Zolpenex, okay. um, But, but, you know, The rescue inhalers are what the child uh, would use if they are are having a difficult time, you know, with wheezing or coughing, and they are feeling symptoms. It works pretty quickly. However, steroids don't work quickly. Inhaled steroids have to be taken on a daily basis, and that will decrease the frequency of asthma attacks
0: most effective tool. Good medical advice. You know, uh, actually a few months back we had a pharmacist on and we were talking about the side effects of drugs and how so many patients are like, well I don't want to take that drug and of course she mentioned steroids as one of the ones that so many people have taboo in their minds, but she gave some great advice and I'm sure you would concur, Dr. Baruti. She said at the end of the day you have to take the medical condition and look at the benefits from the medication. And you really have to put in your mind that it outweighs what other negative side effects that may come because, of course, drugs may have side effects. But she said, but if it's saving your life, what's more important than that?
1: Well, absolutely. Um, even when it comes to, to taking steroids by a pill or, or by a shot, yes. um, it, you know the uh sometimes that's just necessary yeah. um if a child is having a, an attack um uh where it's it's too late for the inhaled steroids then they simply need to get the the steroid um into their entire body quickly and that's where the peel or, or or the shot or even iv uh, comes in and yes um uh, no one wants to to be on a steroid for a long time but if you had a choice between breathing yeah <laughs> and taking a steroid um you know I, I would hope that the choice would be to take the steroid <laughs> um yes. and uh and, and 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 you know and and i would further say that if if the parent is concerned about how often their child needs to be on a, a pill steroid or, or or get an injection then they should be more interested in giving their child the inhaled every day so that um, they don't require the systemic steroids often.
0: Mm. Good medical advice. You know, tell us about the latest innovations or approaches to monitoring and treating childhood asthma.
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Shana, because there um, there are are some amazing um, solutions for for treating and monitoring asthma. Um, uh, j- just a few months ago, um, uh, th- there were uh, re- researchers out of I forget the name of, of the of, of the medical school, um, but. but they developed what's called thermal bronchoplasty, mm-hmm. and uh, this is for the the worst asthma sufferers. You know, the um, you know there there are different levels of asthma, okay. or say like different categories of asthma. You have the mild intermittents um, who who, who usually doesn't need. Uh, intense therapy. And then you have um, the another group called per, um, persistence, where you, you have um, mild, moderate, and severe persistent asthma. And so when you're when we're talking about the the severe persistent asthmatics, those are the individuals who uh, who are who are going to the ER um, every few months, or or
0: okay. you know, they 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 need to be
1: hospitalized They have very bad asthma. Serious. Um, uh, this this new innovation, thermal bronchoplasty, um, is uh, it takes about thirty minutes to, to do in a pulmonologist's office, where there are small wires that um, are fed down the, the the patient's nose and throat into their 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 breathing tube called the trachea, and uh, uh, the 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 tube is advanced into um, the large branches of the lungs. Okay. And then three wires are, are, um, are, uh, are, are pushed through the tube, and the, the wires are heated. And, it, and it's not a lot of heat. It's about the heat um, uh, th- that you would feel if you would t- uh, were to touch a cup of coffee. Um, uh, it's that, that type of heat. Yeah. Um, well, what happens is the heat burns just the inside layer of the lung tubes and really opens them up. Mm-hmm. And it seems to open them up on a permanent basis.
0: Wow, now that's pretty um, interesting.
1: Yes, so the, 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 the tube and wire are taken out of the lungs, and the patient goes home. And wow. so when you have the worst asthma sufferers um, undergo thermal bronchoplasty, their rate of asthma attacks dramatically decrease mm. to keep them out of the ER and the hospital. That's the success. So, yes.
0: Wow. Very successful. You know, I, I've got to know this um, before we get out of here. So a parent has heard the diagnosis their child has asthma. The child's seven years old. They're like, uh, it's not the end of the world, but what a bummer. Now, what's diagnosed with asthma? Are you always asthmatic? Because I've heard different answers to this
1: well but um there there's 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 one uh, answer that is um uh, supported by evidence based research and, uh, and that is that y- you don't outgrow asthma okay. um asthma is is a, a periodic illness which which really lends itself um to to poor monitoring and, and the the, uh, the excessive cost of asthma is, is that sometimes the person may think, well, I don't have it anymore, um, because they have been told that they have outgrown asthma. I see. Um, but, but no, uh, you don't outgrow asthma. Um, you can manage asthma. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the hallmark of managing asthma is to monitor. I see. You have to monitor your, your, your lung symptoms uh, or your lung function as well as your asthma symptoms.
0: So the symptoms may not appear as it once did when they were 7 or 8 years old, but even at 45, you're saying they're still asthmatic but may have not had any triggers that actually cause an asthma attack.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, I have an equal number of adult patients with asthma as I do um, children with asthma. Um, Now, of course, if the person has mild intermittent asthma, the monitoring isn't as important because they can go years without an attack. Okay. However... If a person has a, a, a more severe case of asthma then um, daily monitoring of their lung function um, would be very beneficial um, th- that, that's actually a, a solution that, 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 uh, that me and, and a few colleagues of mine has have, have d- developed called the flow brush yeah. where where we have a toothbrush um, that and as we, we, we give asthmatics and the asthmatic person they blow into the handle of the toothbrush every morning prior to brushing Yes. And the, uh, the 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 toothbrush will send their lung function to our call center, where 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 um, the the pattern of their of their lung function can be tracked. Okay. and at the first signs of decreasing lung function uh, uh, data, which triggers an asthma attack, um, we, we call the, the, the parent and say, hey, you know, why don't you um, uh, uh, take your child to the nearest immediate care clinic and, and have them evaluate it. So mm-hmm. that way, a week from then, they don't show up in the ER in an emergency asthma attack, you know, needing to be hospitalized.
0: Yeah. Helpful, helpful. You know, Dr. Rudy, we have to wrap up right now. We're going to have to bring you back. on want to discuss more about asthma for adults and kids. But very quickly, just a few seconds, how can our listeners connect with you? You have a website they can go to?
1: Well, oh, yes. Um, they can go to um, um, www.flowbrush.com, um, uh, or they, they can they can they can call our, our toll free number. We're we're uh, here in, in Atlanta, Georgia, at eight hundred seven eight nine zero three four zero. We can be reached twenty four seven online or through our radio.
0: Thank you, Dr. Baroudi. Okay, all right. All content original. Copyright twenty thirteen.